Welcome to Anything But Routine. Before we start the podcast today, we want to tell you about a brand new series that we are launching called Road to State. Follow the Kicksters on their journey to the state competition. Every Sunday at 6 p.m., we'll be launching a new video from Road to State. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Today on the podcast, we have Ta Fett, a school counselor for the Frazee School District and a 24-year dance coach for the Frazee Dance Team. Enjoy the podcast. everybody this is Cindy Clow and welcome to our podcast today and I have veteran coach Ta Fett from Frazy Flyers I think you coached there what 24 years am I right yeah it was the Frazy Fly Girls yeah what did I say I said Flyers Flyers but Fly Girls all right yeah so and Ta is a veteran coach, but she's also a counselor during the day at school. And she's also starting a business on the very subject we're talking about today. And, and we kind of decided to title it knowing the difference between a problem parent and a parent with a problem. So Ta, um, go ahead. Let's just talk. So let's just talk about your tech. All of us have have problems with parents when we're coaching, and it's become a nat- national issue. You've seen it in soccer games, basketball, you know, dance isn't any different. So let's just start talking about how we can bridge that gap and how we can turn it into a positive experience for both the athletes, the coaches, and the parents. So talk first about yeah. communication. Let's talk about communication. How do you communicate with parents? Well, I think the first thing you do is that um, what I did was I held a mandatory meeting at the beginning of the year and I went through my guidebook. So there was, you know, so people would kind of understand where I was coming from. And that guidebook changed year to year where you were like, oh, I didn't deal with this before. I want to make sure I can, you know, address this in my guidebook. And I would, you know, in retrospect, I would invite my um, my AD to that meeting. Um, I had um, required all parents and the athlete to be there. And if there was some, you know, some reason that was, you know, you know, really important or something that they couldn't be there, I, um, understood that, but then I always, um, told the parents they needed to meet with me then privately so that we could go through it because I just think it was so important. Um, I will say I didn't always follow through on that. And um, that is a huge regret too. If they don't show up for the meeting, make sure that you say something because I think not showing up for the meeting or communicating why is a is saying, they don't mean to maybe say it, but it's saying, I'm not gonna follow these. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I don't like, it gives enough. a second yeah. message right off the bat, yeah. And it also can set you up for them not knowing your expectations of the kids and the parents right, or understanding or and it causes more work for you. If nothing else, you know, my favorite is when you'd have the big meeting and they'd go, can you, I missed last night. Can you reiterate everything that happened at the meeting? I'm like, no, it was an hour long. I yeah. can't. However, now yeah. that we're doing them on zoom, I just send them the link. I record it. That is, yeah, I know. So that is one of the benefits of this period that we're going through. It is. But I, I think found- setting up a meeting. Go ahead. 
and setting up that meeting, making sure that parents are there, making sure they understand your guidelines. And, you know, even like as we're talking, I think one thing we need to acknowledge is like 95% of our parents are just supportive. They're great. They, you know, they know that it's about the kids and not them. They may have their kids handle their own problems. They support you 110%. They might not agree with everything, but they support you. Yeah. So really when we're talking about this, we're talking about a very few number of parents. I mean, right. I have had very few difficult situations. They definitely happened in the last five years where like before I never had anything, nothing, you know, it's like, so you know that it's escalating. Um, but also that it's just, and then out of that night, so then you have 5% left out of that 4% are just things you can deal with pretty. There's really maybe once in a great while where you have somebody who is very, very difficult. However, the reason you have to address it is because it can wreck a program. It can, it can, it, it can really, really, I, I, I say that like everybody has the same opportunity to win. And little things happen that chip away at those opportunities to win. And one of those things can be a negative parent. Right. It chips away at the morale. You know, I, I know there's been a couple of times. I have great parents. I have, I feel like I'm just like you. It's very few. In some years, I don't have any that, you know, I look at coach 44 years now. So I look at years where I had difficult parents and, and it, it, typically with somebody that didn't make varsity, you know, and, but then it, it really, the up in the stands talk can spread to other people, you know, and, yeah. and something I started doing is at that meeting that you're talking about, you know, I, I talked to the parents that I, I got this from a different coach. Um, but I, um, I'm, you know, I tell them that, I need your support as a parent. If I'm working with your child and you're undermining everything I do, how can they respect me? You know, and uh, it was Rob Miller. And what he would say is, gosh, you know, what if you said to the kids, God, I can't believe your parents making you have a curfew. What kind of parents are they? You know, it would make it hard for the parent to reinforce the curfew, you know, because we got to be in this together. So, you know, on that flip side, if they're always saying, I can't believe your coach is not letting you dance because you missed two practices. We need the support of each other. And I just said, let's think about that. That if you want your kid to respect me, you need to, or keep it to yourself if you don't, you know? So. Well, and the the athlete will, it's really about the athlete. The athlete will grow. I mean, if you want to do what's best for your kid, support those coaches because your kid will blossom and grow from it. Just think if you had, and think about this, if you had to fill a spot with a student or a dancer and you saw, you and they, you had two equally talented dancers, are you going to take the dancer who you have the parent support or the p- dancer who you know it's not going to, it's not going to go well? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it does play into some decision-making, you know, that doesn't happen very often, but, you know, of course you want to, you know, that person that's supporting you or that family that's supporting you. Yeah. I feel you said something to me about parents texting you. Go, can you elaborate on that? Well, So what I did my last few years is like, I, I, if you email me or text me, I'm not going to respond. You have to call me and talk. But I, in retrospect, what I should have done is as soon as, I wouldn't even read them. I'm going to be honest. As soon as I saw it going into, to, you know, you can start reading the tone. 
because I felt like you get, you put that stuff in your, I remember watching, I remember watching a coach one time in our, um, she got an anonymous note from somebody and I watched her read it. And she, like, it was kind of like, I just showed up in our little mail room and she's reading this letter and I'm watching, I'm like, Oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Well, that, you know, that's kind of the same thing that happens when you get these emails or you're, you're putting that kind of poison inside of you and doubt and anger. And so it's like, I'm not doing that. So I just erased it. But what I should have done in retrospect is I should have just erased it and then called and said, Hey, I saw you sent me an email, you know, my policy, I won't. So um, what do you need to talk about? That's what I should have done. Um, So I think that's super important because we cut our society. I mean, you can see it all over. It's become a, I'm going to shoot this off in an angry tone. And I don't think all the time, even, even parents, and I didn't get a whole lot. Of, I'm not going to say I got a whole lot of them, but, yeah. um, you know, I don't think sometimes even parents in the heat of the moment might look back and be like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Well, yeah. We've all done that. I yeah. mean, I have to, you know, wait 24 hours, right? Right. Yes. That's yeah. a rule. Wait 24 yeah. hours. So yeah. And, and it's really weird as a coach, you can be the most caring, giving coach and 99% of your parents are supportive, but that one that is not is what gets you, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hurtful and it's hard. And then, you, and then, and then I think sometimes too, I will say that um, I think that it's important for coaches to take their power back and not placate those um, people either. You know, sometimes you try so hard, you're just trying to like, Hey, you know, let's, but sometimes you just need to be very honest and say, this is not working. Obviously you don't trust me, you know, um, and maybe this isn't the right activity or the right setting because we, I think we've gotten into a society where we're or in times at schools where we're just trying to please everybody and make everyone happy and not confront hard things. And, but I'll tell you what, when you don't confront hard things, it impacts your entire team. Mm -hmm. So you can't just think about that one person and it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. You know, it's, it's hard to say tough things like, you know, you can't, like, I don't appreciate you saying that about, you know, me or, you know, like having those hard conversations. Now, rarely are, is that ever going to happen? I mean, it's so rare. Yeah. Again, one, um, you know, we all know one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. And and I like what you said about taking your power back because coaches do need to have a backbone. They need to stand up for themselves and they need to, you know, I think, you know, I feel parents have a right to ask a question. This is their child, you know, but the way they ask it can vary, you know, and I usually, one thing that I, that I've started doing in the last, oh, maybe five, six years is I try to be on the offense instead of the defense. Yeah. I know someone's going to be upset about something. I try to give them a call. You know, I have one to make right after this today. And, you know, like, and I think the biggest, her most hurtful thing in a, in a real competitive program is the placements, who gets to dance and who's on the side. And I hate that. I hate it more than anything. And sometimes your hardest worker is the one that doesn't get in, you know, I know, I, yeah. I hate that, you know, I, uh, but I think being very honest, but then calling up that parent and talking to them and letting them know you care and that it's agonizing for you too. I, yeah. Yes. I think that's really important too. And I think the other thing is I, I look back and I, I, 
really, I'm like you, like you and I all talk about parents, we talk about them positively. And um, if I expected them to talk about me positively, I really tried to do the same thing. Like I have the best parents. And so I'd put out on social media, you know, thank you parents for all your support. I always did a, a weekly update on Sunday nights and just really wanted to let them know how much I appreciated them because they, they need to hear that too, that they're appreciated okay. and your their support is important. And, you know, they do a lot of work for, for their for their programs. And I almost said for us, it isn't for us. I get, I get paid a wage. You're doing, they're doing it for their kids. For their yeah. kids. But I appreciate that they do that. They do that for their kids. You know, how they show up and they, you know, make support. me up. They, yeah. they, you know, bring snacks. They do all that kind of stuff too. They just do so much. And, you know, we did, I, we're dealing with all these tickets right now. And I had a parent step forward and said, JV mom. And she's like, you guys are going nuts with these tickets. Do you want me to take that on? And my assistant coach is the one that had been doing it. She's like, yes, you know, that'd be great. You know, yeah. but you need somebody that's going to get it done so it doesn't come back to you. But we have those kind of parents. It's awesome. Or, you know, I can't even think if I, one day we we were selling masks as a fundraiser. Who thought we'd ever be selling masks? I know. Yeah. In my whole life, I would never have thought that. But I, one day they came in and I wanted to get them out and I sent it you know, a band text out and said, anybody can help with masks. Like I had three moms there within an hour and I'm like, yeah. you know, they're awesome. You know, it's so great. So great. So, and I think the other thing, yeah, just acknowledging that parents and just, and I think trying to, you know, we don't always have to understand to be kind, you know, I don't always understand why, um, you know, like, and, and not to take it personally, because most of the time it isn't personal. Most of the time it's, you know, some struggle within them that they're struggling with. They're struggling with wanting to see, you know, their child be, you know, better or, the, you know, they have their own problems with her hurt, you know, and they have their own hurts and pains and maybe their own struggles through life or through their experiences. And so all the time, even though there were maybe a moments here and there where I didn't understand wh why a person was doing what they were doing or a parent was saying what they were saying, or I tried to be kind and just know that I don't have to understand where they can always be kind. Um, but again, I wish there was a couple of times where I wish I would have been a little bit more assertive and um, stood my ground. Um, but I think we all go through that. Right. And I think that comes with you know, wouldn't you say you were probably more assertive in your later years of coaching? Um, you know what? I honestly, no. I think I got a little bit where I placated, you know, people and just like, because I, I think that um, you just was like, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. And I'm going to say that's a big mistake. Don't do that because you need to deal with it because it's not going to go away. Not going to go away. Yeah. And that's a really good point because I know my daughter and I coach together and you and your daughter coach together, but sometimes she'll go, why aren't you like, and finally I said, you know, after this many years, I have to pick my battles because I can't take the, the stress or the heartache. Sometimes I don't want to go there, but that is a big mistake. You oh my gosh. My daughters would yeah. do the, My daughter would do the same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I honestly, though, we were so side by side. I, I had her deal with a lot of that, you know, herself. So I think sometimes we lose our confidence and our authenticity because we get we we get some self-doubt in there and yeah and yeah you just are like oh I just don't want to do
do that. But you know, energy, I, you know, the energy you need, you know, I'm just going to tell you a story though, that will be super helpful to any young coach that's out there that's facing, you know, that when I talk about that chain of command, I cannot tell you how important that is. You, you know, I hope that everyone is coaching in a school where there is a chain of command and that the administration will support that and say like the first step is student athlete to the coach. The next step is athlete coach parent. The next, the third step is getting the AD involved because I will tell you if you follow that guideline, it will work a hundred percent. You will never go beyond that step. And so that's why it's really important to make sure with your admin that they you know, they're following that and ask them to follow that and maybe remind them every year how important that is. I had an athlete one time, a really talented girl, and there was um, a disagreement about, like you said, like placement. She had been out for a little bit with an injury. And I, um, she had come to me twice and, uh, you know, that um, didn't get what, you know, she thought or wanted. And so then her mom and I and the AD met. And I remember being in that meeting thinking this is going to, you know, feeling bad and thinking it was going to go bad. Because honestly, it was the only time I ever had that happen. <laughs> you know, which I'm lucky, right? Because most of the time it got solved before then. Yep. And um, the parent and the athlete didn't get exactly what they wanted. But you know what I learned in that? That I learned that I didn't communicate really that well with that athlete either. And I admitted that. I admitted that my communication was not good there. And I remember them walking out the door and thinking, oh, I hope this really, I really like this family and this girl. I hope this relationship, you know, doesn't end because of that. And truly it didn't. I got, we got closer, Mm -hmm. the girl and I, I mean, I went to her wedding. I mean, it's like, you think that it's going to be some disastrous thing. Don't ever, like you said, don't be so worried about being on the defensive. Understand that parents mean well, you know, they, and you know what, when I really looked at it, it's like you're legitimately, I didn't explain it well enough to that, to that athlete. You know what I mean? That's so a have to look at your, We have to look at ourselves too. Sometimes not everybody is, you know, understanding what we're trying to say. And, right. um, but again, that chain of command, if you, if it's followed correctly, you know, most of the time, you know, how many times do you have a conversation with an athlete and it go and it it's, goes great. Yeah. I think, I think the most important thing for parents to understand is when their athlete comes home and complains to them about their day, their coach, their moments, they're really not asking their parents to fix it. They're just That's- asking their parents to listen. Right. And, and my assistant coach always says, you know, cause I coached three of her daughters, we coached yeah. together and she would always say at the parent meeting, when they come home to vent, that's what it is. They're venting. They're over it in five seconds and on to something else. And you're stewing over it and you got to let it go. You know, they're not wanting you to fix it. They're just wanting you to listen. You know, and they are most of the time the kids are over it before, you know, you just, and let them experience those hard hurt things and let them experience having to come face to face with a coach. We love these kids. Oh, we I mean, do. So, you know, I mean, we did de- like the hours we put into coaching, we love and care about them. And so if, you know, if that trust, you need that trust that this is a great way for your kid to learn how to be assertive with somebody 
who loves them and cares about them because in the when they get out in the world, they're going to have to go talk to their landlord or their boss that doesn't have the same feelings. Yeah. So we're a perfect way for them to learn those assertiveness skills and those skills for advocating for themselves. Perfect okay. for them. Right. And, and I think the other thing that I know with parents is you can't make everything perfect for your child. And as soon as you do, you're basically doing them a disservice. And I think how they coach the child through a setback is really important. You know, like I, I'm thinking of a couple that I that I have right now is there's one that I really want on the floor and she's not. And, but I know her parents parent will be in the stand because you can only have one per kid where other people, if their kids aren't getting in, sometimes they cancel those tickets and they're not going. And I think that sends a message to the rest of the kids on the team and also to the child. Like I only support you if you're out on the floor. I don't support you if you're on the bench. And that's, I mean, I went to tons of my football, my kids' football games, and I didn't know if they were going to be on the floor or not till I got there or the field, you know, or basketball. I didn't know if they were going to get to play till I was there and I was clapping for the other kids, right? You know, I think it's important. It sends a message of support to the culture. And that's a thing I need to communicate more, I feel. I mean, I think we constantly need to be communicating that, but. Well, and it goes back to, so in my meeting, I started talking about that difference between devastation and disappointment because it's disappointing not to make the varsity team. It's devastating to lose a parent, to lose a grandparent. So if you don't teach your kids the difference between that, they're not gonna be able to face those major life changing, devastating experiences because that's how you build that perseverance is helping them get through disappointment by you know accepting that you're going to be disappointed and not making it into like if you're devastated that you don't know didn't get on varsity what are you going to be when your grandma dies you know because most of us are going to face some painful things in life and to prepare for it we have to know the difference Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I love the way I was parented. I look back, I was in a very blue collar family. And like, if I came home and complained about a teacher, my mom would be like, well, there's got to be two sides to that. What did you do? What did you do? Or what didn't you do? And I think that's an important message because we were, we always laugh with my brothers and sisters. I was from a family of six kids that we were guilty until proven innocent. (laughs) And I love it, you know? We were I was raised the same way. And I think and right was, now there's too much, not by all parents. Some parents no. are, you know, you know, I, I just had a parent say to me yesterday, I know you care. I know you've got my kids best interest at heart. You know, it's just tough right now. And I admire that, you know, but I think it's just a, it's a going through the, the worst years I feel to be on our team is like eighth, ninth, 10th. Usually by the time you're 11th or 12th, we get it figured out, you know, where you're going to end up and be. But sometimes there's that back and forth between JV and varsity, and that's painful for kids, but it's a reality. And especially in this year of COVID, we, we just, I haven't gotten a good look at kids, you know, uh, and then yeah. I'm supposed to compete in 10 days after the season started. I haven't had a right. good look at a kid and yeah. we didn't get to practice in a, we practiced on these little boards outside, never hooked on all summer. Yeah. Well, how can I see how they're going to kick in a group, you know, and timing and all that. And it all comes down to so many little details, you know. Well, and I want to say something else when you say that, Cindy, we're also human beings. We right. are going to make mistakes and yep. people are going to disagree. We, we, you are when you have a team of 30 girls, 
and you have two or more parents for each girl. You would tell me how everybody's going to agree on everything. Right. But you teach your kids a valuable lesson by saying, I don't always agree with the rules, but I, we signed up for this. So we follow them. And we support, you know. and, and that teaches them a lesson because in life, you're not, I mean, hey, I don't like to drive 65. I like to drive 80, but you know, you have I to follow the rules, you know? When I get a ticket, I'm not going to go, well, that other guy drove. Yes, exactly. And he didn't get a ticket, you know? So I think that you just have to take the consequences for that stuff sometimes, but realize there are rules and we have to follow rules. Do we like them right now? I don't like wearing masks right now when I coach, but I have to. And right. I feel like a slave driver making the kids dance in masks, but that's the rule. We're not going to whine about it, you know? So yeah. um, one of the things I think is important for parents to think about is I got this eye from this basketball coach and I loved it. And it, it was how I stopped, how I stopped dealing with parents. And he has his parents fill out um, cards that say, you know, what do you want your child's experience to be this year? And what is your goal for your child this year? And then the next question is, what if she doesn't reach that goal? Then what is your, what do you want to happen? Yeah. And I think it makes them think about that. And it also says, what do you want your parent experience to be? You know, parents quickly find out in the stands who the parents are that are grumbly and, you know, and sometimes, you know, if, if people are like me, I distance myself from people that are whiners, you know, I don't, I don't have time to do that. So I think that that's important is one, write at least one reasonable, measurable goal you have for your child this season. And then uh, what, what is a measurable goal you have for our team? Cause we're, you know, and what is, you know. What do you want your daughter's experience to be like if she can't accomplish any of those goals you wrote for her? You know, yeah. I think that's important to think about. So, well, and I think that if we can help parents, and maybe it's our job too to help parents a little bit understand that the that their role can make or break a team, their role can influence their child in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is how your child is going to grow and learn and prosper. And if they, and here's the other thing, here's, here's the other thing. If, if a student or an athlete believes that the reason that you are not moving them to that position is arbitrary, it's like, well, she likes Susie better. You know, that's why. And a parent falls into that trap. Your child is never going to get better because now they believe that it doesn't matter how hard they try. It's all our, it's just up in the air. She's, you know, she's just pulling who she likes. So you're kind of disabling your kids when you say things like that. Um, Sure. Yeah. You know, so I think, and again, I think we're talking more about parents than we should, but you just, I think it's up to us as coaches to help them understand that. And I think it's up, up to us as coaches too, to relay the message that, you know, if you're positive and you speak positively of the program, the coaches, the other athletes that has to happen, then you're, it will be a great experience, a better experience for all people, but it also helps you win. If winning is your goal, that helps you win. It does not help you win. If you have, if you fall out of that, you know, and it also teaches your children valuable lessons. I never heard my parents say a bad thing about a coach or a teacher. And my kids never heard me ever say anything bad about a coach or a teacher, because I feel like that would undermine their experience 
in those classrooms, it would undermine their ability to solve their own problems and it would undermine their growth as individuals. And plus, it does not, it, 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 it looks bad. I mean, your kids are learning a horrible lesson. Right. So, you know, think, think about that. And there's a, there's a speaker I heard one time and I, and I have to do this too. I mean, I made myself really think about this, these words, honor the absent. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, if they're not there, you know, you don't be talking poorly about people, you know, and I took a good look at myself and thought, I'm going to really, that's who I'm going to be. Because, you know, you know, I know when you hear people, then they're complaining about somebody, it's not flattering. (laughs) So if you're doing it, it doesn't look good. to yourself, you know. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. So, yeah. And, and just in closing, I, I feel how you coach your kids through these situations is going to indicate their success in the future. You know, absolutely. My son got put on the B team for football and when he was in the eighth grade and I just said, well, go out there and be the best you can be on the B team and get noticed, just get noticed, try the hardest, da, 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 you know, and then it happened in baseball. And he goes, I saw the list who made it. We haven't even had tryouts. I'm like, well, you can't change that. So go yeah. out there and be on the B team as great as you can. He ended up being athlete of the year his senior year. I wonder yeah. if I would have said, oh, poor you, you know, you should quit or, oh, those coaches have it out for you. You know, it, he was just too small. I, you know, I yeah. knew at the time, yeah. but you know, it, it is what it is. And you have to coach your kids forward through these, through these situations. So yeah, who's going to be the star athlete is not determined in seventh, eighth, or ninth grade. <laughs> so, no, yeah, no, exactly. Oh, I'm going to share one more thing, and then I think we could close. One thing that's helped me with parents that I just started doing like four years ago, and I think it's helped parents. They love it. Is we've started doing, you know, if somebody calls and says, uh, you know, why didn't my child? Because I run a studio too, make the A team or whatever. I'll go. Come on in. Let's watch a video together. Bring your child, and we're going to watch a video. You know. Parents don't know what they're looking for with dance. Right. Yeah. So I'm like right here, watch your head. And then they usually go home. Like I'm talking spotting or I'm talking, yeah, right. yeah. I'm talking flexibility and I'll show, you know, you can freeze the frame and say, this is what they need to work on. And I have found that, you know, 100% of the time when they leave, they're like, oh, we've got a lot of work to do. And we, you know, yeah. and, and they're on my side rather than against me then. So I think it's a real positive thing, but. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I would well, I hope we've helped some coaches out there. Yes, and I want coaches. coaches to know, reach out to me anytime because I yes. would be, I want to help people. I I love the dance world. I, I And we talked a little bit about my business. My business is called Authentic Parenting 101, Getting Real About Raising Teens. And it's really directed towards parents on how to navigate the world of teenagers. And I will be launching it in April, just getting started. So I really appreciate you giving me some practice here, Cindy. Yeah, and you're going to be great at that. And I hope to like share some of this to get more parents involved. And I think that's something all athletic programs could use as a speaker like you to come in and talk about about that that topic. So, hey, thanks a lot, Ta. Nice talking to you. Good again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, hit subscribe. Give us a rating on Apple or Spotify.